What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of UbiChat, a Ubisoft fan podcast where we cover everything under the Ubisoft sun. I'm one of your hosts, Nate, and with me as always... Nick. Yes, Nick. Uh, it's very early for us, so <laughs> we both have that little bit of gruff in our voice, so hopefully that'll stay around for the rest of the show. Yeah. You never know. Give you something good. <laughs> Give you some of that good, good. Yeah, you're so, drinking your coffee in your car. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> One I hand on the, doing, on the wheel. Yeah. Just <laughs> chilling. Like, I got to do. So, <laughs> we're already starting off good. So, uh, yeah, welcome to UB Chat. We are a bi weekly show. We used to be formerly known as Hope County Radio. We, uh, we initially had a Far Cry podcast, but decided to transition to this show to kind of cover more Ubisoft games as a whole and kind of show, show our love. Give, give, them, give them all of our love. You know, they deserve it. They need it. They've been doing, they've been doing good for, for a few years now. But um, I figured to, to get started with the show, uh, why don't we tell the people a little bit about our UB history or kind of like why we wanted to do this show. I figured that'd be a good um, starting point. Yeah, definitely. So for me, um, my biggest attachment to Ubisoft is the Assassin's Creed series. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember playing the first one, honestly not really digging it. I didn't finish it. <laughs> that was my very first um, like time in the most recent Ubisoft Good start, history. Buddy. Yeah, I know. Um, but I played Assassin's Creed Two, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome! Like, I love this." And once I once I had played Assassin's Creed Two, I had, I had you know fallen in love um, for the very first time. Uh, <laughs> but besides that, I liked a lot of their like more obscure titles, like the Rayman series. I, I really enjoyed the very first Rabbids game. I thought that was a really fun game. I know that's probably not a very popular opinion, but um, and I'm I guarantee I've played Ubisoft games in the past because they've been around for, for forever. But as far as their most recent, like in my adult gaming life. Assassin's Creed was the very first one that kind of attached me to, oh, I love this developer. Like, I, I, I really enjoy all that they do. Um, and throughout, you know, I've played more and more, but uh, the I think the Assassin's Creed series initially was the one that kind of, that, that was my main hook with, with this company. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, fast forward to that a little bit, the, the Far Cry series got me in as well. Um, Far Cry 3 I fell in love with, and, um, you know, We've talked before about the newest Far Cry, so I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I'm not going to talk too much about that here. But um, yeah, uh, Ubisoft is some is a developer that I always really enjoyed. Um, never really give them too much thought as a developer, but now that we live in an age where we the people more, are more communicating with the developers and like mm-hmm. we actually pay attention to who these people are, they've quickly become my favorite group uh, in this industry. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have made some interesting choices back in the day when it comes to, like, their Ubisoft conferences and certain people that they've had host. It's just, you know, interesting. But um, kind of my my backstory to Ubisoft is I think, like, probably one of the first ones that got me into... Um, into the Ubisoft is actually uh, Rainbow Six Vegas. Oh, that's a good one too. 
Yeah, I think like uh, kind of like you. I'm pretty sure I've played other ones in the past or whatever, but Vegas was probably one of the first ones that I really played because then after that, uh, I mean, Far Cry I obviously is another big one for me. I played the original one. Uh, and I really liked it, but I wouldn't say that that's what really captured me. I'd say Vegas really captured me, which was uh, 2006. And then um, I want to say a couple years later is when they had Far Cry 2. If I'm being honest, that's probably the real moment that was like, okay, this might be a company to start looking after. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like you said, you know, just how the industry has been going, uh, you look at you look at the other there, there's three main, you know, poles, giggity. Um there's EA, <laughs> there's Activision, and then there's Ubisoft. And you know, Activision and EA they're just they can be really money grubby and they can be really just their practices, whether it be with Call of Duty and the fact that they don't really change that much and they're completely, you know, comfortable with just putting out one thing after another. And then EA is kind of the same, only like even more evil. And then Ubisoft, they still like to make money, you know, but they're still a company. You know, so you can't deny that. You can't say, oh, well, they don't even have microtransactions or they've never even tried loot boxes. No, Mm -hmm. they still have loot boxes and they still have, uh, or they had, you know, they don't need any more in most of their things. Now they're going more the side of, yeah, we still have microtransactions because we do want to make money. But now I feel like they're being a lot more straightforward about it. Mm. And so like, even if you look at one of their most recent ones, which was far cry five, um, everything that you could buy with the silver, which was the in-game currency, you could also buy with the money. And obviously Mm -hmm. it would be a lot more expensive with the in-game money. Um, but then they also like, you got a certain amount of silver with every outpost, um, there were certain challenges where you could get silver from, um, and then on top of that, you could buy you could buy it. And the best thing about that is that there was a like, for instance, there's a shotgun, a spaz shotgun, the regular spaz shotgun, and the shotgun that you get with the silver don't act any differently. They both have the same accuracy. They both have the same recoil and and clip size and everything. So really the only difference was is that if you bought it with silver, it's this really cool looking flame on it. And that was it. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not like you got some type of an advantage, which obviously it's a co-op game, so you can't really get that much of an advantage. Well, I guess you could carry it over in multiplayer. But my point being is that you couldn't get some kind of um, advantage or whatever. And then you look at uh, Origins was another one, and you'll have to talk more about this, but their market transactions was was not too invasive, correct? Correct. They had the same system that they had in um, Far Cry Unity. It was the first time I saw it. It was called Helix Credits. Okay. Um, but they weren't egregious at all. Like, it's it, it was 
to use the Helix credits like menu was the same as to use the Ubisoft Club menu. So you just okay. went there and you if you want like they didn't throw it in your face at all. Whereas I think Unity was where they first introduced it into the Assassin's Creed series at least, um, and like that was really more. Hey, why don't you buy these Helix credits and you can get this stuff? You know, so yeah. it was you know Origins definitely wasn't nearly as bad. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's one one of the main reasons, because obviously, like, we've had internal discussions of, like, you know, well, what if people ask us, why are you making Ubisoft? It's like, there's a, there's a lot to love about Ubisoft, you know? I mean, even if you don't like something like The Crew, you can still appreciate it. It's a, you know, a, a scaled-down version of the entire United States where you get to race around in. You know, I didn't get into it, but I definitely tried out the beta, and I'm like, you know, I could see I could see where this is kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think it's just... It, it really has to go down to the way they run their company. Not necessarily all the games they have, which all their games have been, you know, accused of, you know, oh, here's a tower over here and here's a tower over here, even though obviously in recent years they've started to get away from that. So that's what I mean by um, how they run the company. They've realized that people didn't like the towers and they're like, okay, let's start to change stuff. Instead, if you look at EA or Call of Duty, when people say, hey, we don't like the towers, they'd just be like, well, too bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, while, while you were while you were talking about that, um, I I'm kind of beating myself up a little bit. Uh, another game that very much got me into this company was Splinter Cell. Uh, I remember going to a friend's house and him playing Splinter Cell Chaos Theory on the Xbox, and I'm like, "What is this game? This game looks awesome." And then from then on out, like I loved that series. I Splinter Cell maybe held up to a higher standard to me than Assassin's Creed, just be, just in terms of like how special it is. Um, and we'll we'll talk about that more later. Special but I just wanted, I wanted to I wanted to bring that up because I I completely forgot about Splinter Cell. Well, see, then it's obviously not that important to you. You know what? You know, you, you know you, 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 I too, I feel bad too because I totally forgot about Just Dance. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm too early to bust my balls like that. <laughs> All right, before we get started, uh, I do want to also give you a reminder to follow us on Twitter at UbiChat. Um, it's 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 spelled how it sounds. Um, we have about forty two followers right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can get us to that fifty, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about what we'll what we'll do at that point. Also, uh, if you like this, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube as well at Threat X Three Productions. Um, get us close to that two hundred. We have about one hundred ninety six subscribers as of right now. So once we hit that two hundred, that'll be a great milestone for us. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, and then as always, um, you know, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think, see if you like the show, and um, let's go ahead and get started with the first segment, Chat Room. Now, Chat Room is basically kind of where we catch up, you know, what have we been doing, what Ubisoft games have we been playing, um, and also kind of just like what's what's going on like as of right now. Um, so, So for me... I actually started Rainbow Six Siege for the very first time this past week. Woo! First time I ever played it. How um, bad was it? <laughs> you know what? It's first off, I I knew that the game didn't look fantastic, but whenever I got into it and started playing the situations, which are basically the tutorial for mm-hmm. for different parts of the game, mm-hmm. um, I was a little taken aback 
you know, having just played God of War and uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, I was like, oof, this game does not look pretty. But um, I played about the first three situations, and then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take a break. And then the next day, I was like, I really want to play some more Siege. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's definitely fun. It's a completely different kind of multiplayer than than I've played in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the type. I'm not. I'm mostly a lone wolf kind of multiplayer person. Mm-hmm. So this will take some adjustment for me to you know to play more often with teammates than by myself because this is definitely a game to play with a team. Oh yeah, so definitely. Um, um, I've been playing it too, and. I I gotten to the point where like going into a casual with just a bunch of people like a bunch of randos I'm like you know this is just not how it's supposed to be played so I've I've sworn off Rainbow Six for now until I can get a good group together so hey if you guys want to connect with me you can go to our Twitter Ubi Chat and our Discord will be linked to that as well so if you prefer Discord it's linked to the top of our Twitter or the description down below. And let's let's get a team together because, like, I cannot play that game when it's just, like, me going in with a bunch of randos. It's like, ugh. Yep. Now, let's clarify. We do mean you do play on PS4. No, that's um, a good point. Yes, PS4. I almost picked it up on PC because they had a starter pack that was, like, 10 bucks, but mm-hmm. I, forgot to, I forgot to pick it up on the sale. So if that comes up again, I'll, I'll, I'll do that, but... Something that was interesting for me too is I I went ahead and picked up the gold edi- gold edition, which basically gave me access to year one and year two content, um, including the operators. But what was funny was when I started the game, I immediately popped like six trophies. Oh wow! <laughs> like back to back to back, and I think that was from unlocking operators and like unlocking <laughs> the stuff. But it was just like, man, okay, cool. That's funny. Um, and the. The trophies seem to be fairly easy as well, like the initial ones, because like I am getting a trophy each for completing one of the situations, um, and then there's trophies for like just unlocking gear. And so I guess if you're a really big like if you play Siege a lot, you know that's maybe an easy platinum. I actually didn't see if there was a platinum, but um, yeah. Besides that, uh, this morning actually before we started the show, I started up Far Cry Three Classic. Um, if you have the season pass for Far Cry Five, um, about a week ago I think it was uh, up for free, and um, I don't know the update on when it's going to come to retail, like for everyone to get and how mm-hmm. much it'll be. But um, yeah, I ha- it's been sitting on my PS4 and I just I just started it up this morning. Yeah, I imagine like three months, three months or something like that is probably the sweet spot. Let let all the season pass people get it and feel like they're special and then okay here here is it for everybody else how much do you think it'll be Ooh, ah i because i see if i say i i personally think if it's over 20 bucks that's asking a little too much definitely i think 20 i think 20 bucks is a is a fair price especially for how old it is and Mm -hmm. um the fact that it's it's not technically like a remaster correct it's how, not. How would you how would you compare like does it ha- still have good graphics? Have they upscaled it in any way? What would you say they did to make it look better if they've done anything? We'll see. They they stay true with the fact that it is it's classic. It's not remastered. However, um well first off, it's locked at 30 frames. So Ooh. the the initial Far Cry 3 on PS3 was 60. What? And yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I'm fair. I'll, I'll double check, but I'm fairly certain that almost all of them have been sixty. 
like higher than 30. That that's what I remember at least. But um it actually does look good. It 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 looks surprising. They've done some work to it, but it's not been fully remastered. Mm-hmm. Um but there even though it's locked at 30, there is motion blur or at least what looks like motion blur. Huh. So well, no, 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 not not like bad motion blur. Like it oh, looks, okay. it looks cinematic. Like it doesn't look like a uh, what is it, six year old game that just looks kind of new. Like it, it, mm. it looks, it actually looks good. Like I was actually kind of genuinely surprised. Hmm. Good, um, good, good. So it's it's also still really fun. That intro I love. That's really just like it just jump pushes you right into it. You know, this first time you meet Voss. Um, and honestly, the reason why I wanted to play it was I kind of wanted a palate cleanser for Far Cry 5. <laughs> <laughs> so, but as I'm playing it, like, I got I got the first outpost. So that's really all I played. I played about an hour. Um, but it reminds me just how simple these games used to be. And it's it's just nice to go back to that after the games that we have now that are full of complicated open worlds, all this stuff to do. And you just go back to a game like Far Cry 3 that's got a simple open world. You can do this. You can do that. You can craft this. You can craft that. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know. So. It was simpler times. It was simpler simpler times. times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you been doing anything uh, well, else besides Siege? Uh, Siege. And, and then I started back up on um, The Division. I have a level 30, a level 12, and a level... Uh, 10 or something like that just depending on who i was playing with um the 30 was my solo one so that's the one i've been uh kind of grinding out on and getting better gear um and like they definitely have changed stuff from the very beginning of the of the game because like now that i officially made that that you know ding up to 30 or whatever like i i get much higher gear just by like going around you know, just just mm-hmm. by killing people, which is so nice. Oh, my God. It's so nice to, like, actually get good gear. Because I think, like, before I, before I made that ding up to 30, um, you know, I might get a purple or something like that. But it would only be with a boss, you know. And other than that, it would be all greens and blues. And so... It was just nice when I f- officially made that change. I feel like purple now is the lowest I'll get, which is so nice. <laughs> it's so nice to just you know ha- not have to worry about. And every once in a while I'll get a like I'm to- I'm totally decked out in all um, uh, orange right now, you know, and uh, it feels good because like I don't think there's been. A game where I've actually played enough to have all oranges, you know, like, like uh, the only thing I can compare it to is like Destiny, and I think I got one exotic in that. Like mm-hmm. I never, I never grinded it enough, or I never got into it enough to take that extra step and go, okay, I want to deck myself out. Now I'm decked out. Now, granted, I'm still way lower than anybody else. So, like, if I went to the dark zone and there's, like, everybody with, you know, their super high, you know, DPS and stuff, I'd probably still get slaughtered. But it's still, it's a good feeling. And it is something that I'm, like, going to keep keep at, you know. One thing I like to do because... um 
this actually might be a game I want to try to platinum, but I probably just jinx myself. Um, but what I like to do is I like to, I have the survivor, uh, DLC, which I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's battle Royale. You know, they're like, Oh, it's kind of like battle Royale, but not really. It's battle Royale. And I don't understand why everybody tries just because I don't quite literally drop in from a helicopter doesn't mean it's not a battle royale there's still a bunch of us on one map and you can play a you can play a pve version of it and you can also do a pvp version you know and i always like doing the pvp because i like that little bit of extra tension so anyways let's let's get off my rant um i like to queue that up and then go search for collectibles you know so i get the cell phones i get the dossiers i get the uh, echoes and i start cleaning those up while it's looking for a match because um you know not as many people play that and so to find a full match usually it takes a while but i can be doing that i can still fast travel so that i can get to the side of the map that i need and then after after a little bit, after I'm, after I've picked up a couple of collectibles, it'll finally put me into a match or whatever, and then you know I go from there. Yeah, that's one of the main things that I had liked about the division when I had my time with it. Um, yeah, I, I I played it. I started playing it again early last year when I moved into our new place, and it was division is to me one of those really good games that you can throw on a podcast and just start cleaning up the map. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I really enjoyed doing that, and, and maybe I'll get back to that when I move, because I'm actually moving next week, so maybe maybe that's something I'll do if I don't have anything else on my, on how, my radar. How far did you get? Um, oh, God. I As of right now, I queued it up last week, and I, I, wasn't, I, I started it, and then I wasn't feeling it, so I played something else. Um, I think I'm 23. I think that's my... Okay. So... Um, I haven't beat the game as a whole yet. Like, I haven't beat the main story, but because th- that's all—that's mostly what I've been doing is side quests and cleaning up the map. Mm, like, okay. Beat, beat by well, beat. like if if once you move and once you get settled down, we we should. I I'll get you to I'll get you to the end. Okay. Go to the end, brother. <laughs> it's it's so much like a, a lot of people complained about the end boss or whatever, and on the one hand, I can see why, but. Because, uh, I mean, spoiler, you probably already know it's a helicopter, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a <laughs> helicopter. I mean, and so a lot of people complain because it's very bullet spongy or whatever. But actually, like, I felt it was challenging and it was fun. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. But, like, leading into it, it's like I knew I was getting towards the end. I knew this was the last mission and I felt like I was going to hate it because that's what everybody else said. I got to the last battle and I'm like, oh, this that wasn't so bad. It seemed like a natural end. I hate uh-huh. other games when I get to the end and I'm like, oh, that's it? Whereas this was a very clear, this is the last boss. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't usually happen, so... Cool, cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll look into that and we'll keep you guys updated. Uh, and hey, we it, could also connect on that, guys. You know, get to our yeah. Discord, get to our Twitter. Let's, because uh, I know they're they're starting an event. I don't know if they've already. St- I looked. I looked yesterday, and I didn't. I notice. think it starts this week. I just don't know the date. Yeah. So you get shields, and then you can carry those over to the next 
game. And so I really, I that, that's one of the reasons I've been trying to get back into it so I can at least maybe, you know, really get into it then. Yeah. Yeah, I may do that, um, but it's it's really hectic right now, so that's something I'd, I don't know if I'll, I'll commit to quite just yet. But um, let's go ahead and jump into our second segment, which is sit rep. Sit rep is the place where we're we're gonna have updates for for basically the games as a service games in the Ubisoft catalog. Um, so for this week, we have some uh, we have a new update coming to Rainbow Six Siege. Um, it's gonna be the Operation Parabellum. It comes out June seventh, so just a couple days from from the time that you're hearing this. Um, it's uh, apart from having a new map, which is Villa, you got two new operators who have some pretty sweet abilities like I, I watched the video and I, I forgot to send it to you Nick I'm sorry but uh, I watched the video that demonstrated the two new specialists and it's it's some pretty cool stuff so to start off you have alibi she's got this really cool decoy that she can drop which if you played um, black ops 3 in I think it was psychosis um, was the cyborgs specialist ability where he basically made copies of himself that's what alibi does except these are standing these just stand still so so you throw it down and like you throw it down in front of a window or something like that so if someone breaks in and thinks it's you the cool thing is is if they shoot your decoy then they're marked on the map oh nice yeah now now there are some some ways that you can combat this um if you notice when alibi throws her decoy down it's only going to have a basic SMG with no attachments and her her starting gear. So if you're using Alibi and you have a different skin, if you have a different outfit, or if you have a different gun, that's an easy way to tell if that's a decoy or not. And yeah, but in in the adrenaline pumping Rainbow Six, nobody's like waiting to see. Hey, is that a decoy? <laughs> yeah. Well, another cool tactic I saw someone use was uh, as Alibi they got rid of their decoy and then stood where the decoy was to like get the get the surprise on get the drop on someone so it's like oh that's just a decoy oh no that's actually alibi and then they kill you yeah i don't see that happening too often like how quickly uh like when i do play multiplayer like it's a good it's a good um showcase obviously they're trying to say this is what you could do with it but it's yeah. like how quickly i die like even just like out of nowhere or whatever it's like i i highly doubt and then you watch the kill cam and it's like the second they see you they shoot and, and kill you yeah so it's like i don't i feel like the decoy really is going to be more of the a marker like yeah. here's where they are rather than like i to me at least i mean if it it may be down the road when the meta changes a little bit but like i i don't see anybody waiting the extra second that it'll take to determine whether or not it's a decoy because they might be too scared to you know what i mean yeah that makes sense i'm with you i can totally see that in real world application real life application mostly being just a decoy like oh damn it i shot a decoy and now i'm you know, and now I'm, I'm marked. Um, the second special, uh, not specialist, sorry. The second operator is Maestro. 
and my Estro has a legit laser camera. Wait, whose Estro is it? It's my Estro. No, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so mine, mine, uh, mine, mine. mine. <laughs> so uh, my Estro's ability—he puts down or he puts up on the wall this dome camera, mm. and now the camera itself is bulletproof, so you can't exactly just shoot it and destroy it. You either have to use an explosive or like you can use sledge and you know he can take it out really in one hit. But um apart from just being a camera, if you want to actually go on the aggressive, the the camera opens up and you can legit shoot lasers out of it. I mean, it <laughs> but you can mark targets like you would. It's bulletproof like I said. Um, and so you have a really option of you can either use it as a defense, like, oh, they're here, or you can mm-hmm. go on the offense, you know. So it's it's a lot of really cool. That one's probably more practical in, in its uses than mm-hmm. than alibis, but um, definitely some things to try out. Uh, like I said, I think I have up to year two. I don't think I have any of year three's stuff. So depending on how much I play, if I'll get to use these operators, we'll, we'll see when, when that comes up. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, any more any more thoughts? A laser camera. That that is kind of cool. Um and then like laser. It, <laughs> have a laser attached to their freaking head. Heads. Um, <laughs> um I'm assuming I'm assuming if you go on the offensive, that's when it's not bulletproof. No, it's still bulletproof. Like it's bulletproof the entire time. Entire the only time. the only way you can destroy it is with explosives or if you have an operator that like like sledge that mm. can take it out. Yeah, so then I'm assuming that I would hope the laser doesn't do a lot of damage. Yeah, the DPS, I think the DPS is pretty low because when they were shooting at an enemy, it took like okay. like a good pop 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 pop, pop and it, it took them out. Okay, good. Because my my problem with that is that if it's bulletproof and you're able to go on the offensive, that seems way too OP. Yeah. Whereas if the DPS is super low, then you can pretty much just use it as a deterrent rather than a viable means of, you know, killing somebody. Yeah, like in a practical application, yeah. say, oh, I'm going to shoot at him, and his his attention is drawn towards the camera, and your teammate can take him out. Exactly. That would be yeah. that'd be a practical way of to, or just like you said, marking, marking yeah. the people. For our next segment, uh, we like to call it Watchtower. little bit of a cheeky take on you know the all the towers you have to climb and and a lot of the ubisoft games but this is where we're going to put uh our upcoming announcements our you know what news updates things like that as far as other games besides our games as a service so for this week uh dlc one for far cry 5 season pass is available as of now as of time of recording june 5th um it's the hours of darkness vietnam campaign so um I will probably download that tonight and check it out tomorrow uh, and see how that is. But yeah, as you'll get a hot take next time. On I'll get a hot rep. take. Or no, chat room, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on chat room. Uh, as far as to connecting to Far Cry 5, the connection is with the character Wendell Red Redler, and he is telling the story that you play in the DLC. Back in my day. I never got to... Did you get to Red? I never got to him. I can't remember now. That's just the effect of the Far Cry story. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, really, there's a lot of ancillary characters that I don't remember. Uh, that you're supposed to, because they're like the... They're... I'll remember the alien one, because I helped him out with his uh, side mission. That was dope. I liked that one. Even yeah, though it that... bugged out for a lot of people, like, I, I really like liked it. Like me? Yeah, I know. I couldn't I know. get that thing under the cow. It was so annoying. Anyway. But, yeah, uh, look forward to that. Um, the second one should be coming either next month or the month after, and I think that's going to be The Lost on Mars. I'm fairly certain. It's either that yeah. or Dead Living Zombies. So um, I I, I want to say if if they if if they go by the same order that it was in the trailer, which so far they did because Hours of Darkness was the first one. I'm pretty sure the next one's going to be Aliens and then Zombies. Which, if you think about it, everybody wants the Zombies one because, like you know, like especially if there's a bunch of like Call of Duty fans out there, they're like, oh, I want the Zombies, so they want to save the best for last. At least in my yeah. opinion. Yes, but depending on when the next one comes, uh, depending on when Dead Living Zombies comes out, like if it's the last one, how close is that going to be to Black Ops 4 and all the zombie stuff they're doing? Good point. Ugh. So, yeah, I really don't, I really don't know there. Yeah, it'll really, de- it'll really depend on what they actually do with it. You know, at first I was, I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, it's just going to be a horde mode, but then. In the trailer, it says how there's seven scenarios, seven scenarios, subtly. (laughs) Um, There's seven scenarios that um, that somebody, some B-movie guy dreamt up or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, so there's seven actual things to do rather than. You know, like Nocter Oten, which is mm. just a map, and you just go as long as you can. Because that was the one yeah. thing that I'm like, ugh, it's just going to be a horde mode. That's stupid. But seven scenarios makes me think, okay, there's at least going to be an objective. So now the question's going to be, how long is that going to be? Is it going to be worth the, you know, let's say 15 or, or no, I guess it's a little cheaper. So if you think about it, it's like maybe $10, you know, if you got it by itself or something. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping that Hours of Darkness is going to be good. Uh, I have a feeling just by the look of it, it's going to be similar to Far Cry Three in a yeah. sense, simply because of all like the bamboo and the uh, like. You, I mean, Jason Brody was a prisoner of war. I mean, like in the, in the terms of how you played it in the game, that's kind of how it seemed. And yeah. so that's definitely the vibe they're going for with uh, Hours of Darkness. So. I have really high hopes for the DLC for this game because, like like we've talked about before, we enjoyed Far Cry 5 up until the end, and once we crossed that finish line, it, to me at least, was a completely different story. Oh, like yeah. It just soured the rest of the experience, so... Yeah, and I mean, I mean, if you think about it, just Far Cry 5 in general did not have an end game because... Like, if you, if you tried to go and clear up everything... When you when you clear each area, like there's no more patrols or anything. Like mm-hmm. I mean, you can go into a mission or whatever, and you can try to one hundred percent it, but it's just there's there's just not as much potency in in the venom anymore, you know, because it's like, yeah. well, I don't have to worry about patrols, I don't have to worry about you know this or that, and so just the end game was like that's one thing like most games need to figure out. They need to figure out their end game because when you don't have one or you at least don't even have like a new game plus or something, you, 
it's not just me, you know, it's not just you. Like in most cases, if you don't give somebody something to do afterwards, what's the point of sticking around? I mean, even a single player game, like a good example would be God of War. And the fact that even if you get done with the story, there's so much to do in that in that game. And that's even a less open world than Far Cry 5. So like, what does that tell you? Yeah. I mean, that's a very good point, and it's one of those with Far Cry 5, once I beat the game, like, as a story, the way I ended the game, it would make total sense for me never to return again. Right. So, I mean... But with God of War, I, granted, I haven't beat God of War, I still haven't beat God of War, but even even then, like, I don't feel a, apart from, like, a subtle, hey, do you want to continue on our quest, or do you want to do something else, like Atreus would say? Right. It's It's not, it's not incentivizing me to finish the game in a good way like it it feels very natural like it's not telling me hey you really ought to beat the main story yeah you know so i mean screw mom and her ashes we could go do this other thing yeah right yeah see that that's what's keeping me on the on the straight path but you know but besides that yeah that's a fair that's a very good point Uh, uh, all right. So now is going to be the topic of the show. Which topic is of the what... show. <laughs> which is what everyone is excited for. And E3 predictions. So... There's a lot of stuff that we already know about what's going to be at Ubisoft's press conference, and there's some stuff that we don't know. Possibly. And see, I'm, I'm going to throw it out here right now. I, I, I am of the camp that I hate knowing this much. I, I genuinely hate knowing this much because the hype of E3 is just diminished when I know something's going to be there. When I know, like for PlayStation, they said, you know, Death Stranding's going to be there. Last of Us 2, I believe. Um, what else? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And I'm missing one. Do you remember it? No. <laughs> no, I... Either way, I there's four of them that we know are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And Ghost of Tsushima... That one made sense because all we got was a very small look at like PlayStation Experience or something. Or no, not PlayStation yes. Experience. Where no, it was, was PSX. It? It yeah, was PS. PSX. Was it? Yeah, it was PSX. That's when. We, okay. That's the first time we saw. Uh, okay, so yeah, Shima. we only saw a very little amount, so it makes sense that we would see it then, and a lot of people would have predicted that. Mm-hmm. But to just know is just like, oh well. That's no fun. And I know there's going to be surprises. I know that. Of course, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, one more thing. But still, I don't know. I I don't like knowing. I'm with you because I think back to E3s of the past and, you know. uh, Back in my day. (laughs) Back in my day, like growing up on E3s. And -hmm. there was always that, like. Ooh, what are they going to show off? And you didn't know anything, right? But I think as a whole, like as I think the industry has evolved to the point where people, instead of wanting to be all the way surprised, are are growing up to the idea of, hey, let's go ahead and tell you what's going to be there, so we can have an actual discussion about it. So you, your mind knows, hey, oh, we're going to talk about this. Let me focus on what they're going to say. Yeah, and I could get that for like the real. 
the main ones. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. like The Last of Us. I mean, The Last of Us is a really good example that, like, we could probably expect that. We could 100% expect some type of new look at The Last of Us. And I don't think it would have surprised anybody, yeah. you know. But, like, Ghost of Tsushima... We don't know how far into development they are. We don't know when the release date is. I'm assuming we're getting a release date, but still, it would have been it would have been nice for that like it fade to bat, black, and then maybe we hear somebody speaking in Japanese and we're like, hmm, what is this? I don't know what this is. And then it comes on screen, and then maybe they have the title. You know, like it would have been it would have been so much better to find it out that way because that's that's part of the fun is it fades to black. You know, they, they they always frame every trailer just perfectly because it's like you're always thinking to yourself, okay, what is this? What is – oh, oh, is it this? And we'll still sort of have that. But when we already have four or five to choose from because we know they're going to be be there, it's like, oh, okay, it's one of these. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's a totally valid argument. So I'm very interested to see – as a whole, how this E3 is going to go and how they handle because most everyone has done that except for Microsoft. Pretty much everyone's been like, hey, this is going to be here. <laughs> That's because they don't have anything. They, exactly. It's exactly. Um, they have before, like eight different exclusives. <laughs> Microsoft exclusive. Um, before we get into it, though, uh, this episode you're hearing right now is going to be our predictions. Next week... This is a bi-weekly show, but next week you're going to get another episode, and that's going to be directly after Ubisoft's press conference. Bonus so, episode. So, yeah, you're going to get a bonus episode. We're going to give our thoughts and our reactions to Ubisoft's conference, and uh, hopefully we'll have a guest there with us. I've got to double-check with him, make sure scheduling's right, but look forward look forward to that. But um, to go ahead and get started on the predictions, so, so far... What we know is going to be there in some way. I'm going to go through the list, and then we'll we'll talk about it. You got the Division 2, um, Beyond Good and Evil 2, which we'll get into that. Uh, Skull and Bones, which is basically their Assassin's Creed 4 Sea of Thieves. Yep. <laughs> where you play as a pirate ship. They well, it's more PvP, right? It is. It is more PvP, yeah. It is, it yeah, is more okay. PvP, yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is going to be the new entry in this series. Which, of course, it got linked. Ev- leaked. Every Assassin's Creed game gets leaked, apparently. Um, you got The Crew 2. You have a VR, like, movie connection game called Transference, starring hmm. Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah? <laughs> which, yeah, which I didn't know that they unveiled last year. I, that That's something that completely flew under the radar. Um, you have Starlink, which was their Toys to Life game that they showed off last year as well. And then you can almost guarantee there's going to be some sort of update on their games as a service like Siege, Wildlands, and For Honor. Yeah. So starting from the top, Division 2, we will will for sure see the Division 2. I mean, that's they've already announced it's going to be there. We're definitely going to see a setting. We're going to see, you know, maybe it'll be a sequel. Maybe it's it's somewhere in there. Uh, Where do you think that it's going to be set? Yeah, and see, we were we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, I don't, I don't know, but my main my main thing about Division Two, and this will go back to what I was saying before, Division Two, that would have been a nice surprise. But the makers themselves, it wasn't a leak. It was like it was planned. Like, hey, we're making the Division Two. It's like, guys, come on. 
But uh, <laughs> as far as the location, um, my main thing that I was saying before recording is that I I want to go somewhere that I haven't gone before, you know, and you know, like we've we've been to Seattle, we've been to San Francisco, we've been to St. Louis or not St. Louis, uh, uh, New Orleans, we've been to uh, Chicago. Um, we've been to New York, you know, there's so many places we've already been. I want to go somewhere that we haven't gone, you know, obviously we didn't like far cry that much, but the one thing that stood out is the location. We've never been to like a rural area of the United States, unless you were like playing a Cabela's game or something. And so I'd like to see, this is two things I'd like to see. I'd still like to see a city area because that'll feel very fret or very familiar, but then what would feel fresh is if it was also like right next to a really big open area. And so this way we could have maybe some type of traversal, whether it be like an ATV or a motorcycle or even like a car or something like that. I would like to see that um, because um, kind of like what we were saying with our last Far Cry episode, our Hope County episode, we were talking about how it's like the apocalypse, but right as it happened, that could be the division. We could see like roaming raids of, you know, of like raiders or something with their motorcycles and stuff like that. But it's not like post-apocalyptic in the sense that it looks like, you know, um, Mad Max, you know, everything's still kind of lush and green, you know, but you know, it's also sort of post-apocalyptic, but like right after, because obviously if they still kind of set it within the sort of same time frame. You know, this could be kind of our our dream scenario where it's like, well, we get to see it as it happens rather than after all the interesting stuff has already happened. Yeah, I could. Um, so I totally agree. I think that'd be awesome to see some sort of traversal mechanics via like vehicles. Um, uh, Greg from Kind of Funny on a on their games cast that they had this past week, he brought up in his prediction of. Uh, it going to London, which I think would be cool. I agree with him when he said that there's not a whole lot of games that we've actually played that take place in London. London's not a common place that we go to in video games very much. Um, but before we started recording, I had mentioned, because you had brought it up because you were talking about places we have been in games, I think The Division could be cool in like a Seattle or a Vegas setting. And yeah. I think Vegas, you, com- you com- <laughs> combine, you combine... Uh, the kind of city aspects of Las Vegas with the desert mm-hmm. that could be really cool in terms of vehicles and you know bikes and things like that. Plus, it would be a polar opposite to the type of weather that we got in New York. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, something I just thought about. I don't think this was really a big complaint at all, but you brought up you know the starting of the of the disease. Um. Do you think that we could get more story elements in the Division 2? Like, do you think the Division could start out as a more story game and then progress to what we know? Like, because when you said that, I kind of, in my mind, pictured the beginning of The Last of Us. How right. It's a completely normal setting, and then everything kind of starts going crazy. Yeah. And see, that's kind of what I would like to see, you know, because in the original Division, like, you're like the second wave. 
you're the second yeah. wave. People have already been there. It's already been, I want to say, two or three months or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. It's pretty yeah. quick. I mean, it's still relatively right after the event, but it's still things have already happened is my point. You mm-hmm. know, like I would like to see some type of like it would be cool. Like in, what is it? The cleaners, you yeah. know, in and then the Rikers people. It'd be cool if this game actually showed us how those got started. Uh, obviously the like if it's las vegas the las vegas version of the cleaners like how did they get started so instead of them being around instead of them already having a a part of the city taken over we get to see them rising from from whatever and so then that could also make it interesting because then maybe the the factions are always warring because they're still trying to figure out their borders that yeah this uh, this all sounds really good this sounds like a game that i definitely would want to play yeah and, and then tomorrow not... we're just gonna get proven wrong and it's like i don't even want to play it anymore yeah uh the division is a game that i enjoyed and i liked playing but it kind of th- like it kind of turned me off a little bit when i first started it just because at the time when it came out that's not the kind of player i am i don't i don't play like group multiplayer shooters or like MMO type games a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So when that was like the main mechanic of the game, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. but then I, I gave it another shot. Like I said earlier last year and you know, I really enjoyed playing more of it. So mm-hmm. um, if it has more story beats to it, like if it has more of like, that's how the, that's how it kind of progresses, but it's, you still have the multiplayer, then that could interest me. But it, also, I guess it really depends on the setting. If the, if the setting grabs me, then it's one of those that, you know, oh, let's let's take a look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so the next one, Beyond Good and Evil Two, I don't have a whole lot to say. Yeah. Um, I, I I maybe played the first one a long, long, long time ago. I mean, this game is what the, the sequel is what ten or thirteen years, like in the making, pretty much. Right. Um, they're they're more than likely going to show gameplay off. They did. They showed alpha gameplay. So real quick. W- 2003 was the first Beyond Good and Evil. Okay, so then that's yeah, that's 15 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, we're definitely going to see more than we did last year because last year they basically were like, "Hey, we're starting to make it. What do you guys want to see in it?" <laughs> I think that was probably one of the more annoying ones because yeah. we already got like a trailer years ago. Where, like, the pig guy was sitting in the desert and then there was, like, a fly that went up his nose or whatever. So it's like we were already... And I get, like, I get, you know, developments from hell and, like, they start up one thing and then it ends up having to be canceled and yada, yada, yada. But we're talking 15 years and they get the announcement. Everybody's super excited. And then you drop the bomb that, oh, yeah, we've started it. It's like, what? What? Yeah. Why even announce it? You know, like, or at least announce it in the way that they did because the way they announced it was like, oh my God, this thing is going to be epic five years from now. Like, I don't, I don't understand why they did it that way because, like, if you look at, I hate, I hate to say this, but if you look at like EA and they're like, here's, here's some developer um, interviews, like, oh, we're super excited to work on Star Wars, you know. 
and and that's all they showed like something like that would have made more sense but them for but for them to have this nice little um cinematic which was badass and then later on you know behind closed doors or whatever they showed off like alpha it's like i don't know that just it, yeah. it rubbed me the wrong way so more than likely we'll see what the game is actually going to be. Right. We'll definitely get more information from it. This is one of those that, like I said, it's not something that means a whole lot to me like it does to other gamers. So this is one that, you know, I'll. it's not one that's on my list. Yeah. Um, if it's on yours and you're super excited, you know, maybe let us know why you're excited yeah, about it. Yeah, tell, tell us why you like the series. Tell us what makes you excited for this. But I'm with you. That annoyed me last year. That that annoyed me for other gamers because it's kind of I see it the same way as if Valve was like, "Hey, guess what? We're just now starting development on Half Life Three, the game you've been (laughs) wanting for years." See now, that's the one game that could do it and get away with it. I think that's true because it is Valve. People really give Valve like a whole lot of leeway. Yeah, so it's like Blizzard saying StarCraft Three, and it's like, "Hey, everybody, we made the logo for it." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It is true. Um, now, Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, another one of those not necessarily on my list, but yeah. it looks cool. Um, and I actually Just like a kiss, that's... it's not on my list. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Skull and Bones, honestly, from what I've seen and from kind of the lackluster reaction to some people with Sea of Thieves, Skull, of, Skull and Bones may do well. Yeah. Um, it looks to – and they were probably smart in the sense of, hey – we're not announce. We're not showing anything more just yet. Let's work on more content. Is w- is what I think they did. Yeah, because they went quiet for a while, and then then they said that they're going to have announcement at E three. So yeah, it was um, that was another kind of weird thing because it's like here's this PvP pirate game, and it's not even like an open world PvP from what I gathered, and I mean they also kind of talked about it is that instead of it being this open world which it is to a certain extent because they need a very large area for ships to be able to you know navigate through but Mm. um and it's just it's instances basically you go into an instant and then you fight it out rather than you know something like a sea of thieves where you know i'm trading from port to port and on my way there another pirate ship comes and you know screws me up or something this is 100 percent a pvp game at least what they showed us like maybe they could have a more open world or single player but from what they showed us already it's just a pvp and that immediately turns me off because i'm like oh okay well good for you guys yeah yeah I'm, I'm, like I said, it's one of those that I'm, I'll be interested to see what they show now, com- uh-huh. now that Sea of Thieves is out. But other than that, we'll just have to wait and see what they're doing. Now, the big one for me, because I mentioned it earlier, Assassin's Creed. The new one they officially announced is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced it earlier this past week. Or, no, they announced it last week. I think it was like Friday. Because right. the keychain leaked that showed the... Um, it, it was like a short little video. It was like a 30-second Actually, it may have been a 10-second video that Ubisoft announced, and it just showed a Roman uh, warrior, right. a Roman uh, soldier, basically Spartan-kicking someone off of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say, um, Origins didn't 
grab me when I played it. And part of it, I think, was its setting. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing you can know about me is I love Greek mythology. Um, That was part of the reason I even put up with God of War, the original one, was because I really like Greek mythology. The gameplay and the story was very straightforward and very early 2000s. Um, But... I mean, what really drew me through it was the Greek mythology and just how much I love it and all the different tales or whatever. So them, granted, this is obviously going to be a a much more grounded um, uh, game, but being set in Greek and Roman times and getting that setting honestly excites me, you know? So I'm... I'm ready to try it out. You know, I gave let's let's I guess let's put it this way. I gave Origins like a good, you know, 2 hour shot. I'm like, eh, it's just not for me, whatever. But mm-hmm. Odyssey, I could I could really see like I'm at least going to give it a weekend. Um yeah, so there's a lot of worry with uh certain not certain people with people that oh no, you know, uh, Ubisoft just said just just took a year break to come out with Origins, and they're coming out with another one the next year. So my thoughts on that are, from the look of it, and by how by how much Greece is involved in Origins, I think that Odyssey is going to be a direct continuation of Origins, because mm-hmm. um, even the setting, as far as environment in that short little clip, it looks similar to some of the environments you see in Origins. So um, I think it's going to be one of two situations. It could be one where Odyssey is not like the next Assassin's Creed, like we, you know, you would have your Assassin's Creed one, two, threes. This could be a game that's similar to Rogue, where it's like it's a uh, between Rogue and Assassin's Creed Four. Rogue and Assassin's Creed Four are basically the same game, just with some like slight differences because they are using the same engine and the same mechanics that they both did. Right. So it's either going to be that or it's going to be just another Assassin's Creed game that has a definite continuation and it is separate from Origins. But because of the engine they built for Origins and the mechanics they've used, it's easier for them to just be like, oh, yeah, this is another game that has the same mechanics and formula. Kind of like how uh, Square had said after they made after they like released Final Fantasy 15 they said it would be easier to make Final Fantasy games now with this new engine. Yeah. So we, we could see that. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, I, I, I completely understand your complaints. Uh, the setting sometimes puts me off in Assassin's Creed Origins, but Assassin's Creed Origins does a lot of cool things that makes me excited for the future of the franchise. Yeah. Um, the combat was definitely something that stood out to me. Like I was glad they actually started putting some thought behind it. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being able to take out people left and right, you actually had to be a little bit more methodical. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I've never played a game, an RPG, well, except for maybe Skyrim. I haven't played a lot of RPGs where I enjoy the side quests way more than I do the main quests. And that's right. the case in Origins. I feel like there's more character development and more like interaction in the side quests than in the main quests. And the character Bike is just a great character. Like he's probably one of the best characters in the series. So 
Um, I have a whole lot of high hopes for Odyssey, if Origins is any indication, and I think I think a lot of people do as well. Um, the Crew too. Didn't I played a little bit of the Crew one? It's the not Crew my as well. If you're just now tuning in to this show, you haven't listened to anything else we've done, this is my life. This has been my life for the past three months, people. Get used to it. The crew as well. That was a good one. I get that kind of left speechless. Um, did you play the crew at all? Well, like I said, I think I they came out with like one of their free weekends or something like that, and I tried it out. And I'm not a huge racer guy. And this is going to sound conceited, but um, I don't like racing games because I'm, like, hella good at them. So there's not a lot of challenge. Oh, look at me. I was a big and bad racing game. Oh, hell yeah. I was the boss back in the CTR game days. (laughs) And so, like, I took what I learned from that and I tried other, like, racing games. And I got so good at them that, like, eh, I'm good. Not only that, but... um, Not only that, but I mean, I think I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I never really liked sports games. And I mean, if, if you think about it, like racing is a sport. And so usually I don't like sports games, but what I did play of the crew, it's like, I could see what they're going for. And if I'm being honest, if it was like a free play game, uh, I think I could get more into it, you know, Mm because it was, it was very much like. It was very much Destiny with cars or The Division with cars where mm-hmm. you level up, you, you're getting better equipment or not equipment, obviously cars, but and you're going out on these huge tracks or something and their quote unquote raids were pretty much cross country drives. And mm-hmm. so it's something that would literally take you hours to complete, just like a raid in Destiny would take you hours to complete. And so that was interesting to me, but mm. it's just not. Yeah, it's just yeah. not. The and then this one's going to have also like planes and boats. That intrigues me just because it's like, you know, now it kind of varies the gameplay a little bit more. So that alone might actually make me want to give it. A little bit more of a try. The Crew is a game that I am really interested to watch and to see what happens with it. Like this is the it. It's not a game that I I I can't say for sure that I will actually play, but I'm interested to see what it does because mm-hmm. that when they announced it uh, two years, I think it was two years ago, it seemed really cool, like an art, like an MMO that was vehicle based right like you said the raids were cross-country drives like that sounds cool to do with friends but it's again i'm not that kind of player so it never really hit my desk you know it never really i never really touched it so um but this is one of those games that out of this list of things that don't interest me like you know when we talked about earlier this one i am more interested in and would like to see what they do with it right uh, the next one on the list is a VR game, which uh, I'm fairly certain for sure is coming to PSVR um, mm-hmm. as far as the other ones, but it's called Transference. Um, I have, I don't, this, this completely flew under the radar for me last year. I have no knowledge or information on this. So this E3 is going to be my first take on it. Um, and I don't think you did either because when I said it to you, you were like, what? Yeah. I never so, heard about it. 
so they announced that that's going to be there. They're going to talk more about it. So, um, Starlink, Starlink, when they announced it last year, looked like a toys to life game because you had figures that you could put on your controller and like that. You know, they, they had trailers and stuff like that that showed off all that stuff. With this though, I think, and I think this is actually a rumor, is that this game will no longer be a toys to life game. Like that whole system, oh, wow. they're just not they're not going to have anymore. Well, I mean. And it makes sense because you've had Lego Dimensions, Disney Infinity, mm-hmm. Skyland- Skylanders is still going on, but that's targeted at kids. Um, well, yeah, and like the last Skylanders, it's actually been like a few years since the last Skylanders, whereas yeah. before it was coming out every year, they were coming out with a new line of toys. So for them going yeah. a couple years and not having something, yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good sign. Yeah, so th- th- that is a rumor that they are not doing Toys to Life anymore, so this may just be a cool, like, arcade-ish multiplayer starship game. So we'll find out more information on that as well. Now, that's what we know is going to be there. Um, as far as rumors and potential surprises go, I-, I have a couple. I think it's almost certain, almost not even confirmed, that we are going to see a Splinter Cell game this E3. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they'll announce it at Ubisoft's conference, though. I think I think they'll announce it at Xbox's conference, at Microsoft's conference. Right, and then be and like, then see more at the blah, 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 right? Yeah, I, th- I think that's what they're going to do because um, they've done a lot of uh, Splinter Cell reveals at Microsoft's conferences in right. the past. Because so. they, they need it, too. They, they, they just, do. They do. <laughs> they it's need what, a win. Anthem, well, Anthem isn't enough to keep them going. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those that... Um, they have to. I mean, they have to be. Have to. Why would you? Why would you have a DLC for Wildlands mm-hmm. where you got to play with Sam Fisher and you brought Michael Ironside back to play Sam Fisher? You don't do that just for a DLC. I don't and know. I think, I, I think know. if the, they're my, pretty do, awesome. Do, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was awesome, but I think they're smart, and I think they notice since Metal Gear really isn't around anymore that. And we really don't have a stealth-based game anymore after Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. God rest that it. They could, God rest it. They could really corner the market and have a really, really good new Splinter Cell game. I mean, the last one, Blacklist, came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been several years. I'd say um, at least five. <sighs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> No, no, no. Splinter Cell is one that I will hit a brick if they announce it because I want this game so, so bad. So this is going to be this is going to be my game of the show if they announce it. Yeah, game of the conference. Game of the conference. Someone actually had a. I think it was Greg Miller had a prediction or had a uh, idea of what if Splinter's the new Splinter Cell kind of took a story beat from Batman Beyond. Where Sam Fisher is like your mentor, Ooh. It, like like old Bruce Wayne, and there's a new character that's going to be the operative that you play as. That would be cool because somebody like me who doesn't give a rat's ass about Splinter Cell, it could be a good way to get me into the story without having to know what Sam Fisher has gone through, what his character arc was or anything like that. That could, that could be interesting, especially for, you know, new players, you know, so it could be somewhat of a soft reboot. Yeah. 
really soft uh, because you know Ubi soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I when, uh, we need to have I, I, from now on, I think we're gonna have a counter for puns for Nick puns, and then we'll calculate them at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, the next one that we could see is a new Watch Dogs entry. They could announce that. That, for sure, I think will be at the Ubisoft conference. I don't see that announcement being at any other conference except for Ubisoft's. Yeah. And, I mean, if if the leaks are to be uh, believed, then it could be set in London. Yeah. I really hope there's not a whole lot of games going to London. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that would be cool. Watch Dogs, I think, could be cool in that setting. I honestly think Watch Dogs would be really awesome in Tokyo. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what the game is centered around is the tech and, and you know, the, the kind of near future stuff. So that, that that could be really cool. Watch Dogs 2 was fantastic. Watch Dogs 2 was a really, really fun game. So let's let's see what they do with that. Um, there's a possibility that there's going to be a big Rainbow Six Siege update. Now, whether that's a sequel Rainbow Six game, I don't really know. I don't think so. I don't think they would do that. But there could be some really big new continuation for that game um and timing was it would be right i mean that game came out in 2015 like the the base game did so we could see we could see something similar to them doing a a division two it it could be that same kind of situation but um but we'll see there now the next one i have i really don't think it's going to be likely um which is a yubi character in smash Huh. Now I don't I don't think that's going to be a possibility because Ubisoft's press conference is before uh, Nintendo's, so there's there's a very 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 slim to none chance that there's going to be any mention of Smash before Nintendo's conference. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to be a possibility maybe towards the end of you know E3 week because they've already kind of announced that there's going to be a Microsoft character in Smash. So. Maybe we'll see like a Rayman. Someone said Rabbids. They would see Rabbids as either a character or a stage in Smash. So, uh, you know, since since there was the uh, oh geez, what was the what was the XCOM game that they had? Ubisoft was it the Declassified, the one that was like a shooter? No, 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 like no. The the Rabbids. What, what? Oh, um, um, Ray, uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Okay, yeah. So I could see them going over to Smash just because of that. They've already yeah. got there, and it would e- even be funny if um, you know instead of having different, you know, like for instance Mario, you could have different colors of Mario. So instead of having different colors of Mario, you could have them dressed up as the different characters. So like, um, I think one of the rabbits in the game has like peach's outfit one of them has luigi's outfit so like those could be like the different so the rabbit itself would still say the white rabbit that you know and then it would just change its outfit depending on like what color you want to be yeah i think that there's almost going to be a ubisoft character in smash because i mean they are already showing that they're working together like they did with kingdom battle so yeah i just don't think that's going to happen at ubisoft's conference i think it's going to happen at Nintendo's. Well, I think I don't know. Like, if you think about it, if if they, I mean, Kingdom Battle was at Ubisoft, so they could. I mean, Nintendo's easy three conference is or to Apple Tree or whatever the hell it's called. There's one of the main things they're going to be focusing on <laughs> is Smash, 
but <laughs> apple tree. apple tree yes direct um, they're called directs yeah sure um <laughs> treehouse isn't it called treehouse tree yes, yes okay it's, whatever it, yeah, yeah, anyways like palm tree whatever um so they could have the announcement there but then they could still have um they could still say that hey we are going to be working with them and you're going to have you know you're going to have the rabbits in smash and so like the the main announcement is still nintendo and they still get to show off all the different characters and they get to have their uh you know open tournament and stuff like that but they're like hey the rabbits are going there and they could have like a little itty bitty a new challenger you know and then show off uh like their thing you know i guess it depends on is Ubisoft first or second? I, I don't know when they usually Ubisoft have Ubisoft their... is before Nintendo. Oh, Ubi- so yeah, Nintendo's is the Darn 12th. It. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I, <sighs> I, think you, I think you have a point in a sense where we could see, hey, check back tomorrow for an announcement with Ubisoft and Nintendo. But since it's Smash, there I don't think there's any way that a Smash announcement is going to be at Ubisoft before Nintendo can even talk about the new Smash. True. So Darn it! Yeah, most, that's a I good point. We'll get, I didn't think yeah. about the time frame. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the most, I think we'll get some sort of "Hey, we're still working with Nintendo. Check back later for more information on that." I think that's. I think that's all we're going to get there. Yeah. Little wink and um, a nudge. Yeah. Now the next one I have, or the, the actually the last kind of surprise, potential surprise or rumor. I Red have Steel is, Three. <laughs> yes, Red Steel. Uh, a they could announce a new Far Cry. Uh, there's a rumor that that is on the dock and that the setting is potentially in Cuba. Cuba. Now, my question to you is, what does that mean? Do you think that that could have something to do with what we talked about on the last episode of Hope County, where maybe they kind of go back to a formula like they had in t- two? Where maybe it's they launched the more nukes. Realistic? Ooh, that's, that's an interesting beat. That's an interesting story beat. I know, but but what what would we be doing in Cuba? Like, other than yes, another dictator taking over an area, and then we try to liberate it, and yadi frickin' blah. I don't know. I although if we could go the route which what we were talking about, and we're playing as the bad guys, like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Then you're you're screwing up all your Cuba people who want to buy the game. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I thought when they announced, or not announced, when it was rumored Cuba, maybe we could see Miami sections in this game. Party maybe if the they did the something. On all night <laughs> in the beach of the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they probably won't because they haven't picked up this formula since 3. But you know how you had your main enemy in 3 was Voss, right. and then when you got to that second part of the game, you had Hoyt. So what if what if it was something similar to that where you had this person you were facing in the main part and then you went to Miami to finish out the game? That could be interesting because then that could still tie back to the U.S. You yeah. still have parts of it that's in the U.S. But um, yeah, if they, I don't think what we what we presented on that last episode is going to happen. <coughs> although I think it would be cool. Sorry. No, you're good. I wasn't um, trying to get your attention. I just had to cough. Okay. Um, I think that would be really cool, but I don't think they're going to do that because if they would, there would be some speculation that, hey, it's going to take place in the U.S. again. Mm-hmm. So I only say similar to Far Cry 2 because I can see that, granted, don't know the geography or the terrain of Cuba, 
but from you know things I've seen before, it kind of looks similar to the setting like I saw in Far Cry 2. Uh-huh. So geographically, by the look of it, maybe that could be an indication that they're going that route. Like, hey, we're going to do mechanics like we did in 2, but people didn't like it, then we're going to try it now. So, yeah. like, you know, have we, you can overheat your gun, or when you pick up a gun, it may not work. Yeah. I don't know. I guess... They need to do something different. They they really do. They need to take what they learned from 5 and then do something not nuke better. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not nuke it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess my main my main thing would be the same worry that people have about Odyssey and the fact that, you know, we don't normally get like a, a Far Cry every year. So to suddenly get a Far Cry right after a Far Cry, I mean, because even this Far Cry, how many times can I say Far Cry? Um, Far Cry. Even this one came out in what was it march or was it, it was the end of february wasn't no uh yeah uh oh, march it was march march okay march. that's what i thought i don't know why i just had a brain fart um so this one just came out so i feel like unless uh, yeah i just i don't imagine i see where you're going three months that- it's been three months since the last one is obviously my point you know it's been yeah. three months and all of a sudden they have another one now granted yes ubisoft is huge and they can have one of their many many offices working on it but i mean just why that would be my thing and i feel like even though a lot of people might like far cry 5 I feel like the overall reception of it was just kind of like, yeah, this is this is pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Which was kind of our reception of it too. The game, mm-hmm. talking about gameplay, obviously, we really liked it, but then like the story was just kind of like, mm, yeah, yeah, okay, it's there, and and now I don't have a reason to go back to it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, I just uh, I don't I don't see it happening this soon, you know. I think that rumor, if it, it, if if it is true, is something that they're just starting to work on. So we might not see it until next E3. I think th- I think that one in particular, a new Far Cry entry. I think that one on the list of what we know and what may show up mm-hmm. is probably the the lowest one. Definitely. If that if we actually see that, I will be surprised because you have a point there. We typically don't i mean it's about a two-year development time between the games or between and like one to the other as far Mm -hmm. as when they release so they never announce in the same year that one released like the only one i can think of that happening would be blood dragon exactly and see yeah that was that was a dlc since we already have a full season of dlc i don't see why they would want to do that yeah the only other thing I could think of is if it's true, maybe while they were developing it, they were really high on it, but maybe there was someone that was like, hey, this Well, yeah, they're from Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this may not get received as well as we think, so let's have another one in the can just in case. Let's try, try again, guys. Everybody try yeah. again. <laughs> so, But I'm with you. I don't think – if we get one next year, that's going to be weird. It's going to be mm-hmm. really, really weird. And it makes me wonder what they're going to do with the game, like if they're going to do a shift from how – they've had these games in the past. So yeah. like I said, this is the this is the one I think is the least likely to happen, but if it does, it's going to be a big surprise, especially like you said, it's been 3 years, or 3 years, 3 months since Far Cry 5 released. So we're finding more information out about a new Far Cry this soon. It it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. 
Well, maybe one thing that I don't think you were thinking of, like there, is it time for another Raymond? I think the no. I think the, I think the next thing we're gonna see with Raymond is probably gonna be in Smash. I think we'll see Raymond as a character in Smash. Really? Um, I don't know. People, it's it. I feel like a lot of people liked Origins. Legends did even better. So why not another Raymond? And I mean, even they're keeping it sort of relevant, even though Rabbids have become their own thing. Um, you know, they're keeping it sort of relative by keeping the rabbits relative, you know? So I don't know. Like, I feel like it's been a while. Like if we take a quick look here, let's go. Raman. Raymond legends. Okay. So Raymond Legends came out in 2013. A, yeah, not, and a 9.5 at IGN, 90% on Metacritic. So it's still a really, you know, well-loved um, thing. And we haven't heard a peep. Maybe that mm-hmm. could be their big surprise. You know, other than, yes, they have uh, that cell. Uh, I think it had a splinter from some wood or something. I don't know that thing. Plus Raymond. I think those I could be what you said. <laughs> um, those could be some really cool announcements. I think, uh, especially since they pretty much leaked the entire freaking um, press conference or whatever, it would be nice to have a little bit of a surprise and maybe that could be it. If we're talking okay. to, you said 2016, right? 2013 was late was legends that was the last one i think whoa i guess yeah. it's, it's i they, guess they it's, re-released it's, it to the to the new to the new console right it's confusing because it's like the, it came out first on the i want to say the wii u and then and the 360 yeah. and then the 360 so that's probably maybe why i'm getting confused the because, most yeah. recent entry was rayman adventures and that was 2015 but that was I mean that's got a two point five out of five, and it's a seventy three Metacritic. Isn't that the mobile game, or yes, it is Android and iOS. Okay, yeah, okay, that's so, what I so, thought okay. because yeah, yeah. So I mean that one doesn't count just because you know anybody could have mm-hmm. done that one. You know, I'd like to see another Raymond from those people. You know, okay. because I'll, like I I personally really like Legends. Did you ever play it? Legends, I played a little bit of, but I actually loved the 3D Raymond Raymond games. Those are the ones that I had played. Maybe so. it's time for another 3D. You know, yeah. Odyssey okay. did so good. Okay. So we have absolutely no hopes of Ra- real real Steel Three, Red Steel. God dang it! <laughs> we, maybe as maybe as a VR title. Ooh, that's the only the way I can see it. Would they? I don't know. I don't. I don't see them jumping ship and like going over to like uh, PSVR. Well, well, but see, Red Steel was a motion game. Well, right, but you still have motion. There's no other in, motion. There's there's motion on the Switch. It's not as intricate. Okay, the sw- yeah, okay. I was thinking if it was from... Oh, that's right. It was a Nintendo thing. So, yeah, okay. I could see that. Yeah. I, I was thinking if they wanted to do it in addition, like if they wanted to switch from Nintendo, they could do it as a PlayStation thing and do PSVR, but... Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they would go that way. Maybe he could be... A character in Smash. It's a Nintendo company. You know, I think Maybe. it'd be a good callback as far as uh, just having a, a obscure character. Because I mean, I don't think a ton of people are like Red Steel is the best game ever. But then, like the second one had 
like kind of like a cowboy looking guy it had a very different feel to it so having like that cowboy samurai looking guy in as a smash character i think could be kind of interesting yeah maybe that that would be interesting to see God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just. No, you're good. Uh, you're good. I love you. All right. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for our E3 predictions. Let us know uh, if there's anything you're looking for. If there's anything you're excited about. Is Are you excited about any of the things we talked about? Is there something we missed? Is there something that you think that they'll surprise us with? You know, we talked about Rayman there briefly. That could be a, a good surprise. But um, yeah, make sure to check next week for the Ubisoft press conference. Uh, we're going to be doing the reactions after that. It's going to be a bonus episode of this show. So let's see what we're wrong about. Let's see what we got right. Um, and I think that's going to do it for the first episode of UbiChat. Uh, really good show. At least I hope so. I feel like we had some good conversations here. Um, Want to go ahead and remind you, though, to check us out on Twitter and YouTube. YouTube at ThreatX3Productions. Twitter at UbiChat. And... Um, check this weekend we're gonna try to live tweet uh, i know microsoft's conference is on saturday and i think there's gonna be some ub announcements so uh we'll try to live tweet and see what's going on there so make sure to tune into that um you can also check out our other podcast nerd to the third that's gonna be on um podcast services as well and on youtube as ub chat will be as well and uh anything i'm missing no i don't think so uh, Discord oh. in the description below or on pinned to the top. Yes, you can join us at our UbiChat Discord server where we, you know, just kind of just talk and, and chit-chat and just kind of have a, a good time. And if there's any games as a service or multiplayer Ubisoft games you want to play with us, hit us up. You know, we play on PS4. Um, I do have some PC stuff, but um, if you want to play The Division, Rainbow Six, if you want to play the crew anything like that you know let us know and we'll see we'll see if we can can get that together but so yeah thank you for tuning in to the first episode of UB chat and we'll see you be later no 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 damn we be seeing you later <laughs> <laughs> okay i like that <laughs> all right this has been the first episode of UB chat and we be seeing you later is that better? <laughs> yeah. Is that better? I like it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Because we're keeping it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>